can cut that, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the intro. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of FAM, Friends and Magic, the Magic Gathering, the podcast about magic and the gathering. My name is Bill Grennan, everyone calls me Brasky, and today I am joined, as always, by the Maya Linguini, Caroline Cavanaugh, and Lady of the Crease, Nicole Callahan. I'm going to let you now unmute yourselves, because I have muted the both of you, because you both had the giggles during this entire time I've tried to set up the opening of the show. So go ahead and unmute yourselves, and this is what I'm going to say. What's up, fam? I can't believe you muted us. I, oh, I, yeah. muted us I didn't even notice. Yeah, stealth mute. Stealth mute. Dad was so well, mad. You, well, I, would, I will turn this podcast around. Well, then just a hey, howdy, hey to you then, Caroline, and all of our listeners out there. Yeah, it's hey, Nicole and just Nicole. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm just going to sit back here then. You guys drive the podcast. See if I care. Oh, hey, fine. Nicole, have you heard oh. of this interesting topic? Please tell me about your opinions of this interesting topic. <laughs> oh, I have many opinions. When about you transition to a new and interesting topic. <laughs> we are clearly, so clearly, I've trained you all so very well. Like, I've taught seamless. you all the ways to run a podcast. So, we're seamless doing great. transition. Seamless. <laughs> great magic card. Seamless transition. <laughs> That's what I need to find is the next thing that someone else could come up with for us. But I think we need a list of all the cards that you've created on this show, by the way. I was thinking about it. We need someone to dig through the archives. Yeah, we need to we need to look through and find the archives of all the different cards. Because at some point, we'll have enough for at least like a, a small mini set. Yeah. Right? Fam, friends, and magic secret lair. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, we made that already. Yeah, we did. Is this... We is this we, is the different cards... So we're coming up with names and figuring out the mechanics. So this is top-down design. We're doing okay. top-down fam design, right? Do we, do we do any right. other kind? Yeah, right. you're right. Like, we, yeah, no, there's no point where we're just being like, you know what? I really oh, miss multi-kicker. Like, I have a we, question. We've never done that. Yes. Um, I don't know if my phone works, but Watsy didn't call us yet about the secret layer. Did, did any of y'all phones ring? No, I'm still waiting. Uh, I, I have been blocked by several staff members. Um... <laughs> I just keep saying, hey, Watsy staff, when are we doing this? Watsy, Watsy, Watsy. And then, you know, Blake uh, PR basically very nicely and said, we love your enthusiasm. Please never contact us ever again. <laughs> Don't talk to me or my son ever again. <laughs> yes, that's basically that's basically what I've gotten as the response from Watsy. So, you know, we're working on it. It's okay. We're in I talks. think something's in the works here. Yeah, we're yeah, in talks. We're talks yeah. That's what I, yeah. I Our talked to them. Have called their people. Yeah. <laughs> it's not gone well. Yeah. <laughs> I talked to them. They tell me, stop talking. We're in talks. Like, that's how that goes. I'm just saying, my secret layer would have been a heck of a deal. I agree. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. We're still going to be working on it. We're going to be hiring some artists uh, to put it all together. Uh, and, you know, preferably be ones that aren't afraid of QR codes. But before we do that, <laughs> I also want to know how everyone's week in magic has been. So, Nicole, <laughs> how was your week in magic? I'm not, I, I'm, I got, that was, a, I'm, um. <laughs> my week in magic was fantastic. Thank you. How was yours, Brasgate? <laughs> where's, where's that in your framework, Caroline? Broke uh. <laughs> Nicole. Here, would you like me to read Nicole's week in magic? Yes, please. <laughs> oh no, it's Blake. It's Blake. <laughs> God. You caught me. I got, I got, got. I'm letting the announcer on the asylum here. I crying out loud. <laughs> oh, Okay. So I've actually seriously been playing alchemy, so that's been cool. Oh. I finally could afford a deck <laughs> after they nerfed like, all those cards. Was this conversation not serious enough for you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. So I'm what, sorry. I'm not what alchemy enough. deck did you end up going with, Nicole? I, I built the Rakdos mid-range deck that is just absolutely awesome. What have you enjoyed the most about it? Um, winning. Nice. <laughs> Spoken like a true spike. Now, I, I guess to kind of talk about this a little bit, like, so have did you play other digital card games that had digital only mechanics? And if so, and even if not, like, what is your opinion of some of the digital only things that you play in in alchemy with Magic? See, I guess I I have the ones that I've played that have like the digital only mechanics, like the only cards I, I play, like Town Razor Tyrant. But that is just so, I feel like it's very easily replicated in paper too. It's just like, you know, mark a thing. You know, I feel like it could almost just be 
a, a paper thing. So I, I don't mind them though. The, the digital mechanics that just very hard to build an alchemy deck. Like how long has alchemy been around now? Almost two months. Yep. And uh, this is my first alchemy deck. And I would consider myself somewhat of a competitive player. And I've been blocked out of like, I felt like I just couldn't, I didn't have the wild cards to build an alchemy deck for like weeks. And I was afraid to buy into an alchemy deck, have it get nerfed. Then I don't have an alchemy deck anymore. And I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? So yeah, but that's the red black deck has been pretty sweet. Yeah, I, I made the mistake of, you know, uh, of uh, making an alchemy deck that I thought would be very fun. I made uh, uh, the the Esper control list that I saw a lot of people playing. That I was having a good amount of time with it, but I realized that alchemy is is basically the South Park bank, like uh, investment loan meme, where it's like, great, I'm just going to make this alchemy deck. I'm going to invest about 12 wild cards and it's nerfed. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, it's nerfed. Well, do I get do I get my wild cards back? Nope, it's nerfed. Well, do I... Do I get anything else? Nope, that's it. You're, I was like, okay, that's fine. But I, I will say at the same time, like the adjustments that they've made, I, I still play my deck and it still does the things I need it to do. Uh, is it does is it as powerful as it was? No. Do I feel I should be compensated with at least some wild cards or something like that to even things out? Yes. That's a topic for another time, but I definitely get where you're coming with that. Uh, the digital only like side of things is actually pretty fun. Like it it, it doesn't it doesn't feel wholly on magic because they aren't going like they aren't going really wild like everyone's like oh it's becoming hearthstone i'm like dude you have no idea some of the <laughs> silly ridiculous stuff that hearthstone would put together where it's like switch switch hands with your um, opponent flip the deck upside down do all these other things you can only do in the digital landscape sorry i believe the the bit that we've been doing for a long time is the game that shall not be named it's true you're right that is yeah okay uh, i guess did, i did remind brasky that he at any point can go back to hearthstone it's true but you said the h word now too see yeah, but it already happened so <laughs> it's it's fine it's fine but it's like it's supposed to be like pg-13 where you get like one h-bomb right yep that's it yep that's what so. it is right now we've used now we've used up two now we, and now we got now we got to pay back money on all this kind of thing i would sit there like when when yeah one of our team members i was complaining about the fact that we don't get wild cards for this and someone said you can always go back to hearthstone and i had half a mind to be like yeah screw it i'm going to Gwent. <laughs> like i don't care i'm going back to all of the like card. i'm going to elder scrolls the elder scrolls card game that no longer exists i believe that card that game is literally dead yes and you know it's dead but still exists like you can play its corpse artifact that's a story for another <laughs> time as well because they still have the servers up they made all the cards free everyone can play as they want to there's only 12 people on there at a time you're literally playing Wait, the really all yes. the cards are free did funny. you just use the phrase play its corpse because yes. i just want to okay Yep. <laughs> corpse play. New new new, new, new magic play. card where it's like card. you play stuff. Corpse, corpse play is a play? real magic card? No, uh, it's no, not. maybe it's corpse dance. Corpse dance, I, I corpse know. Corpse dance is. Yes. Corpse play is another. Let's add yeah. that onto the the fam secret lair. Yeah, that because yeah. for our zombie fans. That's I'm afraid idea. to Google corpse play. Yeah, actually, yeah, do that on incognito <laughs> mode if you're gonna do it. I googled it, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah, don't you just, don't just do that MTG at the end of it. It's okay. Oh, okay, yeah, there, sure. there we go. Good, 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 good. It's just good don't thinking. put just don't put the game that should not be named afterwards, because who knows where that's gonna go. <laughs> but what I do know where I'm gonna go is I'm gonna go over to my other co-host, which is Caroline, and how your weekend magic was. Oh. Oh, that's so nice of you. I forgot. Maybe I wasn't even here anymore. I don't know. Yeah, no, you're still here. How's it going? Great to see you. Uh-huh. Hey, how's it going? Hey, howdy. Hey, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Nicole. Kavanaugh, um, yeah. magic now. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I did not help. Um, <laughs> so, this weekend, there was an event that I have never signed up as early for a melee ptq as i have for this event um so there was a standard ptq it went live a couple weeks ago and it was it's like five bucks it was super cheap and it, it had at the time it had a cap of 120 132 128 players or whatever and so people were sharing the link being like sign up now it's going to cap so i like a good little rule follower did sign up uh, it did cap and then they doubled it and allowed 256 players. <laughs> so, um, but I played in it and leading up to it, a couple people from the VML were like, Hey, I want to like break standard with this, with the bannings. And there's this PTQ, like, does anyone want to like brainstorm? Um, and so I kind of joined along for the ride and it was pretty fun. It's, they were pretty dedicated to like, there was like these 
documents and plans and uh, lots of lots of figuring out what to play. Um, I played a wonderful deck <laughs> that was not what the group decided to play, <laughs> which is really should it be any other way. Um, I just played this really funky green black um, stuff deck. It had Lolith and and uh, you know the classic green black cards. It had the there's a zero four rare thing from the last set. Plumph? No, it's the one that you can pay three mana to transform transform it or like flip it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you, you get to like uh, Thoughtseize your opponent, sort of. Concealing curtains. Yeah. So it had that card. <laughs> yeah, Flump is um, white. What am I thinking of? That's not yeah. Golgari. Swarm? No, no. It was just oh, a no! it's just a value green black like uh, removal deck. What's more value than Scoot Swarm? I know, I know. We didn't have any ramp <laughs> or anything. Yeah, um, if, if, yeah. If, you, if you're gonna do that, that's just that. If you're gonna do Scoot Swarm, do it with the intention to break the client. Yeah. That's what you're gonna do. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I just had a blast. I went like two two or something. I don't know. It wasn't really. <laughs> A result I was searching for. I mostly just wanted to have some fun, and it was pretty good. Um, I have to admit, I thought the standard was just going to be all is it all the time, um, and ended up being mostly black control decks all the time, um, which was like a little less fun actually, which is kind of funny. But uh, I enjoyed myself, and it was fun to like meet with a group of people I didn't really know, and then kind of come up with some plans. They did their plans. I did my different own plans. <laughs> you you watched and listened to them and said that's great. Yeah, I'm gonna go over here now. I like, did the like the. Uh, I guess none of you are on TikTok. There's like this this <laughs> meme where the the dad is trying to teach the kid to say Pinocchio. So he's like P, and then the kid like repeats it no, and it, so and then he goes like Pinocchio, and the kid goes Pika 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 because he can't <laughs> say it. No. So that's what happened. It was like Caroline learned standard. Uh huh. Okay, here's my deck. Yeah, like they're sitting there just being like, okay, Esper Esper uh -huh. control. Control. control green black mid range <laughs> we're gonna keep working on this it's fine it's fine it's it's actually was more like like is it dragons and then okay green black mid range <laughs> spell it with me i z g o just keeps going that way over and over again that i mean that tournament looked like a lot of fun caroline because oh, rescue yeah. Why would it look like a lot of fun? Oh, because, you know, the, you, here's the thing about New Year's resolutions. Uh, <laughs> it's the fact that, like, you resolve that you're going to you're gonna do some stuff, right? You're going right. to you're gonna exercise more. You're going to really, you know, take that online course to learn coding or whatever it is that you want to do that's going to be, like, the new hobby you're going to get into. And so I was and like, I want to play. What was, what was yours, Brasky? I want to play more competitive magic. Um, it's kind of what I was looking to do. And so at the same time that you, and a bunch of other Arclight folks kind of signed up to play that tournament. Uh, you know, I got a I got a stick in some places, and I said, "You know what? Me too. Let's do it." You and, and Bilbo Baggins. Yep. So I go and I sign up, and I put my five bucks in, and I sit there. I'm like, "Great, I'm signed up for this tournament." Did I put it in my calendar? Nope. Did I forget about it? Yup. <laughs> and so at some point, I got uh, I got discovered. Uh, by someone in Caroline's Discord that basically was like, hey, this is odd. Like, what are, what are these fake people doing here? And they just took a screenshot of my name and then right above me alphabetically was Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> just registered for the tournament. And I everybody either showed up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everybody else was just being like, wait, Bilbo is here? Oh, wait, that's not the real Bilbo. Is it? Someone better talk to somebody. Bilbo was going on an adventure. Yeah, obviously Brasky is a fake account. So that, you know, <laughs> that's kind of what that was. So did I miss the registration? Yes. Did that let Nick Price get in because he was on the waiting list? I can't say. But that's the story I'm going with, is the fact that 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 Nick got into that event because I graciously stepped aside for him. Okay. Stepped aside peacefully in your bed. <laughs> yes, I, I, I slept aside. You That's what. Yeah. yeah, I slept aside is what I did. So that was, you know, that was that was kind of what happened there. But I still got my my competitive itch in. So because I missed that, I was like, oh man. And uh, truth be told, I've been playing a lot more Magic: The Gathering online for a lot of funky reasons. So and weird. It is weird. Can't wait for the training montage. Weird. It's going to need a montage. Yeah, the training montage is, is coming together. Um, and so I, I switched off of Oops All Spells 
and decided to go with a, a different deck. And so I, I have a card hoarder account. I rented tickets. I know Caroline is literally having her mind blown right now. And I rented a competitive, quote unquote, like it's Who it's competitive deck. And I said, you know what? Let's do it. And I joined a modern league over the weekend. And I joined a modern league and I said, I'm going to give it a, the good old college try, not expecting anything. I'm playing a deck that's not top tier, but is good. And I'll, I'll my co-hosts don't know this. I went four and one. Whoa, four and one. Let's go. Let's go. And I went four and one with Mono Green Tron. Yes. You didn't five oh? I did not five (laughs) oh. I did not five oh. I'm new. But I went four and one with uh, Andrea Mangucci's Mono Green Tron because it looked really cool and he 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 foregoed uh, he took out the Karn the Great Creators in order to have a more complete sideboard. Because those are bad. And, and well, oddly enough, he's like, yeah, those are bad. And then in my practice sessions with it, everything I ran into was, was decks that it would have been good in. And I'm just like, well, obviously this, this pro magic player doesn't know what he's talking about. And then I stuck with it and then like joined a modern league and did through it. And I was like, oh yeah, no, he's really smart. <laughs> um, so I did that and I jumped into a modern league and then go four and one. And it was a bunch of fun. And I had a grand old time. And, uh, yeah, that was, the thing was, is that like in true training montage thing, I could see the things I progressed at, like just, just the quick stuff of auto yielding on certain cards about quick hitting other things. It's been nuts. Right. Um, how are you not like filming and recording your journey? All I'm doing is just, I have in my headphones 24 seven live to win. Uh, so it's just good. Live to win. Tell you that. It's just going on. Oh, I was picturing you have the Pokemon soundtrack. All that that's part of it. Like literally there is there is there is a there is a Spotify playlist called Montage Music and it's mostly eighties movies, but it has a couple of is others. Is there actually a Spotify playlist called Montage oh, Music? Oh you dang right, and I will send it to you afterwards. I'm searching. Yeah, no, you're you're getting it right now. Here here it comes to you, but that's gonna come later. But so the point <laughs> being, uh it is it is one of those things where I had a great time playing a client where I could actually play decks for a reasonable price. It was like, it was like, I was like, it's the anti-alchemy. And I guess I'm just at that point right now where I, I have not opened arena in quite some time because I, I'm, I'm kind of burned out on standard, even with the bands. And I can't really play alchemy And the one alchemy deck that I did make got nerfed. And I said, you know what? No, I'm actually just going to spend $6 and 50 cents renting a Tron deck. And I realized that's actually a lot more fun. And even if the interface is clunky, I'm still having a much, a much this better like, time with the game. This is some crazy stuff going on here right it's just kind of gnarly this is like old man yells at cloud but like old man plays old magic (laughs) i don't know pretty much pretty much like am i you know here's the thing i'm not i mean i'm not super old man but it's gonna be just being like total noob tries to you know tries to play magic online and just being like okay little kid Go ahead and get up there and be like, oh, I've missed I've missed so many. The amount of times that I have clicked through combat, even though I have stops on. Insane. That's all that's oh, all I'm I do it all the there. time. Yeah. yeah. And so that's that's what I did in like the virtual magic realm. Uh in the real life magic realm. Uh, I played a whole bunch of commander with some friends, had a grand old time, good old social magic that's not super, super competitive. I actually made a uh a Strixhaven commander cube, like a precon cube. And so we had a couple of friends that were kind of relatively new to playing Commander and all that kind of stuff. So I had all of the Strixhaven precons, sleeved them up and put them into a cube. And now we can, if we, if people are like, oh, power levels are kind of out of sync and all that kind of stuff, bust that thing out. And all of a sudden you just have like five decks to choose from that all have the similar power level. And it was a lot of fun. Go, the games go way too long, but it was still a lot of fun. That's kind of was the other, the other piece of my magic week was doing those things. But yeah, that's that's kind of where I went at. Oh, and by the way, Kamigawa is coming up very soon. And we've seen a like whole bunch really of spoilers soon. of this. Like, like really, super, really soon. Like, like super duper uh, soon. Uh, 10 days soon. Yeah. Like, well, 10 days. I mean, by the time that people listen to this, it's probably like seven days. Yeah. Like maybe just a week, like that kind of thing. And and I think, uh, I, I don't know about y'all, but I have been really enjoying the, the theme of Kamigawa Neon Dynasty and the cards and everything else. Would have been... What have been your thoughts on the Neon Dynasty and the, the spoilers that you've seen so far? I really enjoyed the Neon part of it. Like, mm. not making a joke. Like, I love Neon colors. You can't see right now, but 
I have a lot of lights and fun things in my room and all the colors just look way cooler. The problem is, is that I have a small association with cool looking cards tend to be often rare or mythic. It's not always the case, but sometimes. And so I'm starting to see these really cool cards and I'm like, uncommon. <laughs> like, I'm like, that's confusing. Like there's the big, the big sword energy card. Like I thought it was going to be like a mythic or a rare. And I was like, wait, it doesn't do anything cool. Also, it's just an uncommon, <laughs> but it looks really cool. Right? Yeah. Oh, enormous energy blade. Yes. yes. That card's sweet. Yeah. I was like, the big, big sword energy. <laughs> that that card went through the Brasky school of naming cards of just being like, what do we call this thing? What is it? It's an enormous energy blade. Done. Print it. Let's go. No, 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 no. That's not how the conversation went. You had big discussions at work and then you go home and then the next morning you're like, okay, what are your namings for all these cards? And you're like, crap. What was that card again? And then you just scribble it down. <laughs> big, enormous. Uh, big, yeah, enormous <laughs> energy blade that goes right next to like whatever else is on there. Like, you know, fantastical, fantastical boots of strength. That's all they're cute, called. Like, that's it. Cute sloth for Caroline. Cute sloth for Caroline. Well, it, speaking of which, on that side of things, is the one the one card that seemed to throw magic Twitter in a tizzy. Uh, perhaps in a frenzy, perhaps in a. It was a, trending. It was. It was, it was trending, trending like, on Twitter. Globally, no. globally. It was globally trending on Twitter. Yep. And the fact wow. is, and, and the thing that we we're discussing is the fact that that Tamio, uh, a, a kind of fan favorite planeswalker, um, got Damn. got essentially corrupted by Phyrexian Praetors and is now completed. So Tamio is now. Is it would like the new planeswalker is Tamio completed and it has one, it has Phyrexian mana. And the second everyone saw that, that's the other thing everyone freaked out about is being like, Did we not learn the first time this is broken? It looks actually relatively balanced, but oh, it's everyone cool because it also affects her, yeah, yeah, right? It's super neat. Like, if you pay the Phyrexian mana, she enters with two less loyalty, yeah, that's like cool. all of that, which looks just awesome. But that got us to thinking as well. Like we all have, like anyone who listened to the last episode knows about that we kind of created our own secret layers. And there's a few cards that, you know, we as podcast hosts identify with, we connect with. And so we wanted to know like what, what is the completed version of some of our favorite and iconic cards? Like what if, what if Elish Norn walked up to say a sloth and <laughs> Wait, made, you can't and use a sloth an example because it's my, my card. And just said, you need to be a more perfect sloth, right? Like, what happens there? Like, what happens if Jingitaxius all of a sudden becomes Jingitaxagrazer? Like, that, that's, that's <laughs> going to be the best thing that we kind of need to talk about on this one. Okay, so I, I actually wrote this down. Perfect. So, yes, <laughs> as, as, as stated previously, the one that Caroline's going to do is what, Caroline? A boreal grazer, obviously. The computer okay, grazer. So, so here's the thing. There's two ways that we could do this. Yes. One, the the story I could tell you, which is I think likely to be true, is that the Phyrexians would walk up to the world grazer and say, I wish to make you perfect. Inspect it and realize, just kidding, you're already perfect. <laughs> That's how I think the story would really go. <laughs> However, <laughs> for the purpose of this exercise, I did design a better arboreal grazer. Um, okay. So, and I'm actually not sure this is better. <laughs> this was like super made up. <laughs> okay. I've decided that it would no longer put a land into play when it entered the battlefield, but it would instead put one into play when it attacked, but it would every time. So every time it attacked, it would put a land into play and it would put it into play untapped. Ooh. And it, a Boreal Grazer would get plus one, plus one for each land that entered the battlefield that turn. Now it needs to be Phyrexian. So something's got to cost some life. There's got to yeah. be a little bit of downside. Oh, in the card, or because the the card of the cost of the card is one Phyrexian G Phyrexian G. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. So yeah, you could pay six life and throw that thing out there early on. Yep. Perfect. That's exactly what we needed. I'm also like now picturing in my like in my mind like a Phyrexian arboreal grazer. It just looks kind of normal, but the face is just a little. Yeah, there's little some stuff off. going on. That's where I was picturing. Yeah, I was picturing some stuff in the face. Like I'm also, it's like you. Turn, it's kind of like a Five Nights at Freddy's kind of thing. Like just kind of looking at you. It's that that kind of look is what we're going for. Now, Nicole, if if you were going to have a card that would be completed, 
what would be the card that you would have completed and what would it do? See, like Goblin Matron is my favorite card. I, I, I love Goblin Matron so much. And I'm not even sure how Goblin Matron would go about being completed. I don't know if you've ever seen the art. I feel like you wouldn't mess with Goblin Matron. Like I would mess with like Goblin Ringleader or Muxus or something before I would sure, mess with Goblin sure. Matron. Because Goblin Matron can go get Muxus and be like, you get over here. You know, she tells the goblins where to go and what to do. And she's got that wooden spoon, you know, like, so. <laughs> I'm down with this. But I suppose if she was complete. Now, does completed mean strictly better? Um, it, you are creating, in, in the words, I guess, of the Phyrexians, you're creating a more perfect, a more perfect goblin matron. So I'm like, I'm picturing like, and I'm picturing like a gob- a goblin matron that looks like Elish Norn. Like her torso is missing for the most part, but like all of a sudden her head like looks like crazy Phyrexian like triangle stuff, but goblins show up all over the place. I don't know. All right. So how's this? What's, what is, what is Muxus cost? Muxus cost six. So what if goblin matron was um, four mana a... Oh gosh, I uh, a Phyrexian black and a Phyrexian red. Okay, and it was uh, search your library for a goblin card with mana cost less than or equal to the amount of mana you spent on the spell and put Ooh. it into play. That's spicy. So like, you can pay six and go get a Muxus if you wanted, or like you could just pay four and go get like a ringleader and then pay four life. And it's I'm a black and a red. I, I, I like it. That's this pretty is, good. Yeah, it's pretty good, right? This is at cost life. Like, this Wait, is the... Wizards, call me. Yeah, <laughs> right? Well, them. <laughs> oh, you know what? We should probably call them anyway, just in case you know? they called us and we missed it. Yeah, I'll reach out to them. I'm sure oh, they would love to yeah, hear back from you I guess I can go again. check my mail if we want one more time. Yeah, totally. It's going to be fine. That's actually like, God, I feel like that person in class, it's like when that person gives the big presentation and they nail it and you're next and you're just like, oh, dang it. <laughs> first and i was like oh crap yeah but in I this just, case like you knew nicole's gonna be great so it's like caroline you're first yes and you go and you're just like perfect nicole always freaking nicole always starts these challenges with like like what's a secret layer guys right and then comes up with the killer one that everyone loves it's like did you really not know like it's so good you can't quite tell if she really didn't know if this was a school presentation, she'd be the one like, oh, I just slapped this together with a poster board and like like three layered construction sticks. paper. Yeah, like I just had- and it, it just looks amazing. And so then like, I show up lying around. Yeah. And then I show up and it's just like it's just like a piece of paper with macaroni glued on it. But you spent like four days on it. I did. <laughs> macaroni art's the best kind. Don't, don't get down on yourself, Brasky. I, I would will. love to see your macaroni art. I tried it a few points, but I used the glitter glue and now it's just all over the place. If you like, sent it to me, I would hang it on my fridge. Perfect. That's <laughs> that's all I'm hoping for from Wizards when I you know, when I pitch in my card is that they look at the card and just go, "Good for you. We're gonna put this on the fridge with the rest of them." And it's can just a bunch that? of playtest cards. When you propose a card, it's a trash can labeled fridge. <laughs> <laughs> it's very Yay. sensitive about that name. Or, oh, do you guys know the the vine where it's the kid gets the avocado for Christmas and unwraps it? What? Like, an avocado. Thanks. <laughs> That's basically what it's like every time I design a card and send it to Watsi. <laughs> well, did you see the trick-or-treat potato? Mm-mm. <laughs> you haven't seen the trick-or-treat potato? It's like a picture. It's a it's a candy basket, like a regular trick-or-treat candy basket with a potato on top. And the house keeps track of, you know, some kids walk up to this, the, the door and they go, oh, my God, a potato. And they get so excited and take the potato. They said the potato got taken like uh, like a dozen and a half times this oh my last God, year. I would definitely take the kids, potato. I would totally. Are you, would you take the potato, Brasky? I mean, I'm – I'm Irish, so no. yeah, like that. That's just kind There's of too thing. much hesitation. Yeah, it's 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 it, it's in my nature not to just be like potato. Oh, that's I could always use a potato. It'd be great. <laughs> like, there's so many things I could do with this. So, if I was going to design a, a, a completed version of a card that that I would subscribe to as a uh, <clears throat> as a as a Grixis, uh, mostly Grixis player, then it just makes sense that there would be a completed version. Of Nico Bolas. Like Obviously. all five Obviously. Phyrexian Praetors come together, they corrupt and complete Nico Bolas, and then you have what's there. So, what is something that is absolutely broken um, that obviously couldn't be abused in any way, shape, or form? So, what it's going to be is a Planeswalker card that's just called, you know, Nico Bolas, the God Pharaoh completed. 
and you can pay blue Phyrexian, triple black Phyrexian, and a red Phyrexian. So basically, you can pay half your life total right off the bat and play this and play this Planeswalker card on there. And then you can do what is essentially like a there's like a plus minus. So the the minus ten. So you could do this right off the bat and kill yourself. You could do minus ten. Search for five cards, put them onto the battlefield, whatever you want. Like you could sit there and be like, boom, throw them out there. You could search, and I could even maybe like nail it down, like like minus 10, search for five Phyrexians and put them out onto the battlefield, whatever you want to at that. So you could do that on turn one. You'd die, but you could. You could you could exude, you know, supreme power doing that kind of thing. Maybe it's even like a minus 12. Uh, but then after that, it would probably be like a plus one would simply be something that would wouldn't be ridiculous to do on turn one. Like it'd be like a thought seize. It would just be something of just being like, yeah, turn one thought seize and and you have that and you're good. Uh and then I would have like a different minus one that would be in there that's simply just uh it could either be a discard effect, it could be a sacrifice effect, or it could be simply like copy the effect of something else. Like the other idea I had is that you play a nickel bolus and you have to pay certain amounts of life to gain the abilities of a Phyrexian Praetor. Like, play it for this amount, you get the Elish Norn effect. Play it for this amount, you get the Vorinclex effect. Play it for this amount, you get the Jingataxius effect. Like, any of those kinds of things was the other side. I don't know how you'd put that into a card unless it was all digital. My God, I've saved alchemy. Let's go! <laughs> Call wizards! Right, Call wizards! <laughs> I keep, they keep telling me their mailbox isn't set up yet. I don't know why. <laughs> Tell them you want to reach them about their car insurance. Yeah. See, are you, are you happy with your current long distance service plan? Well, luckily I have a magic card for you and then just kind of go off that. Hello? 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 And that's kind of what would happen. <laughs> I appreciate those. I want to know uh, for folks who are listening to the podcast, you can let us know what is your complete head card? What is the, what is it like an iconic magic card or just a card that you like that you would love to see the Phyrexian completed version of? And you can let us know by hitting us up on Twitter at fam underscore podcast about what that card would be and and all the ins and outs between it because hopefully we can find someone to put it into the next uh, Fam Friends and Magic mini set that we'll be releasing soon after. Once Wizards answers our phone call. True, yes. yes. And when we're not doing that, there's also just a whole bunch of other stuff going on in the world of, of Magic the Gathering, which is why this episode is really just like, we were just kind of looking at like, what do we want to do? Do we want to touch on this topic? There's this topic. There's so many things to discuss and talk about that we just said, you know what? No, we're going to do quick hits, right? And quick hits. <laughs> it's quick hits gets hit. us... 30 minutes into the episode. Yeah, you know, the 30 minutes in, quick hits. All right. And it's not just, it's not, you got to pronounce it the right way. It's not quick hits, it's quick hits, right? It's that oh, kind of thing. Okay, my bad. So you better say it right because we're going quick hits. Um, and in what <laughs> word are you saying? We're quick hits, right? It's pretty, it's pretty quick, self. Is this a new kids. podcast? Quick hits. Let's go, you Long Island Canadians. We got to be doing <laughs> something about this, right? But oh, in that, there's a lot of different stuff. Grasky knowledge. I know, I know. But there's a lot of different things to talk about in the world of magic that we want to do and still keep this podcast in a relatively short amount of time. So with that, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. And so, Nicole, I want to throw it to you a little bit. What is something in the world of magic? What's other, something else to kind of expand upon of things that you're looking forward to, something that's happening in the world of magic that you are, are hyped about or want to talk about? Well, I'm actually looking forward to going to Philly next weekend for an in-person like live tournament uh, that Star City Games is going to be running. Uh, we are leaving next Friday. And as you all know, this is also the Neon Dynasty pre-release weekend. So kicking off my weekend with a Friday pre-release, going to be playing some Two-Headed Giant uh, with Jim. So that's super exciting. And then Saturday is a modern 5k and I will be jamming Tron all weekend. Um, as soon as I get my coaching sessions from Brasky. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I charge $55 an hour. Um, Brasky bucks. Yes. And 55 Brasky bucks. Do I yeah, have you, a whole lot of bucks? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean I'll, <laughs> you can do the Brasky buck loan program. It's like card hoarder, but for Brasky bucks. Okay. So yeah. Sign just, me up. You, yeah, you pay what's in high fives. And, what's the rate of that? Like $1 uh, gets me how many Brasky bucks? Uh, it's like $1 gets you, I think, 42,000 Brasky bucks. I think is what that is. <laughs> it's, you know, the market fluctuates so much. I mean, who's to say, really? I, I think it also, you could exchange it for like five smirking emojis. I think How many Brasky well. bucks to buy a copy of Dune? Uh, boy, that's, I'm going to... For, I'm going to say about 42,069 Brasky bucks. That's what it's going to take. I think you'd be fine with that. Cool. 
Yeah, easy. Totally. We're fine. That sounds great. But which Tron deck are you going to play? Like, is, is there, is you throwing some wrinkles in there? What are you going to do with it? There that? is only mono green Tron. That is all the, that is the only Tron that exists at the moment in my, in my eyes. So. Well, then the bigger question <laughs> is, are you, are you rolling with Karn, the great creator or no? No, never. Just Ooh. Karn liberated. Karn liberated. Karn no pants. The one that my, my sweet puppy is named after. We have Karn liberated Davis in this household because he does not wear pants either. So it is. <laughs> that makes <laughs> it, a lot of sense now. Only seven mana Karns. Wait, and, uh, but how are you going to use this construct? I was actually going to play one Urza Saga. Ooh. Ooh. So I'm not sure exactly what utility, because I I have a ghost quarter in the sideboard. And uh, what other utility land is there? It's that. Uh, oh, uh, Blast Zone. Blast Zone. Oh, Blast yeah. Zone. That's, That's what I can think of. Thing. So I'm, I'm thinking about maybe swapping out. Sanitarium. Something for the... <laughs> I'm not playing that, but maybe that that'll be the Urza's saga. So we'll Heck see. Yeah. Well, are, are you excited just to be like in-person magic stuff? It's going to be so much fun. Yeah, I cannot wait. I I'm very excited. I haven't really done anything like this in a, in a you know a quick minute. I guess none of us have. So it's super exciting to go. You know, it's only a couple hours away from my house, so it's sort of like a mini road trip getaway too. At the same time, where it's just like you know breaking out of this place where I've been for two years now and. Getting out there, playing some Tron, playing some... I, I actually really can't wait for Two-Headed Giant. I've done a pre-release in, in years. Mm-hmm. So this is super exciting. I, that's, I've been trying to stay on top of a lot of the previews for uh, Neon Dynasty. Uh, I'm avo- trying to avoid the spoilers and only through the previews because content creators work really hard and they deserve their previews and I don't like spoilers. So. Darn right. So, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it and... What about you, Brasky? You got anything on the horizon that you're looking forward to? or I mean, my thing was just the fact that uh, I, I've really enjoyed playing modern and playing moto and all that kind of stuff. And I do now have a couple of modern decks and, and all of that kind of thing. So uh, I actually am going to play some some in-person magic this week. I'm actually going to do, uh, there's a modern, there's like a just a local LGS modern tournament going on. It's like $8. So I'm going to bring my Esper reanimator deck. I'm going to like load it up and jump in and just see what happens. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's, that's the thing I'm excited about. And I guess the only like topic to bring about from that is just the fact that um, like, but the weird path that you take in magic was like, I started playing, I learned magic early, early on from, from one of a friend of mine that I was like, this looks way too confusing. And then I got bored of, of the game that shall not be named. And I switched over to arena. And then from arena, I kind of jumped into and got, deep into commander from commander i'm like i really enjoy paper magic paper magic is a lot of fun i don't like standard and i don't want to play pioneer i'm going to find some way to play modern because everyone says so much about modern and now i'm now i'm a dang modern player it's weird i feel odd but i feel good i don't, I don't know what i should be doing about this how many times have you tweeted unbanned twin <laughs> uh on my real account or my fandom account that's it <laughs> <laughs> that's the big that's the big question uh i'm actually a part of a of a of a splinter twin fandom account where we just really just all it is is just saying hashtag unbanned twin um and and get a bunch of likes like the amount of engagement i get with that kind of stuff is fantastic uh in all honesty though uh, i think that i think that the modern ban list could use an update do you, I, do I, you guys I, follow the prices of cards when they tell you there's going to be a ban announcement Sometimes I do just out oh, of like possibility. They're hilarious. Like, yeah. like Splinter Twin went up like twenty bucks or something. Um, there, there was a couple others that just spike. It's oh, like Birthing Pod went up like four bucks. <laughs> wow. Cool. I mean, it's never gonna get unbanned. It's just very funny. That's my favorite thing is that like whenever they say there's gonna be a banning announcement, people think stuff's gonna be unbanned. Like they're well, just like, yeah, I don't care if that's Ragaman can go, but what if? And then they start buying that stuff up. Yeah, well, it's because I think people got caught off guard when um, uh, the black enchantment that makes fairies. Um, Bear Blossom? Bitter Blossom. Like, when that got on band, I think, like, not that it caught people off guard, but, like, I think it wasn't really in the realm of possibilities, and so people were able to buy them kind of at low price, like, even after the banning announcement. But the internet is too fast these days. Yeah, All that 5G floating around out there. Bang that (laughs) ultra-wide band. That's how they. That's how they get you with their band. Our mains makes us faster at buying band magic cards. 
What happened? I bought I bought too many cloud posts. God, what's wrong? Jeez, that's yeah. But it's true. Like I think a lot of people thought. I think a lot of people, and that's one of the reasons why I like purchased. Like I bought into an Esper Reanimator deck is because I was not touching Ragavan with a ten foot pole. I was like, I'm not gonna buy a deck that has Ragavan in it, and all of a sudden, like, have this big alchemy feeling, like, ah, and it's gone. Like, like that's too bad. So I was like. What is a deck that's not going to possibly have anything banned anytime soon? Unless all of a sudden magic, like all of a sudden Watsy just says, you know what? Screw it. Thought sees you're out of here. Like I was like, I think it was a safe investment to go into that deck. Right. But it was cool. It was nice. It's like, I'm looking forward to jumping into a, a structured competitive event in some way, shape or form. So that was, that's a kind of been the fun thing that I'm looking forward to doing like is, is just you, engaging with the game in that way. Do you need us to set an alarm? Yes, please. Yes, we will. Alexa, call you. remind me about Brasky's <laughs> tournament tomorrow. Yes. Everyone tweet at, at fam, friends, and magic <laughs> at 6 o'clock central PM time. I don't Brasky, know wake up. I That's all I need to know. audio, but Alexa definitely set a reminder. <laughs> yep. There you go. See? Perfect. So just all you, all you got to do is just tweet at fam, friends, and magic at 6 o'clock central. Brasky, go to modern. And then we'll actually see how many people listen to this podcast at the right time, even though it might be released after the Thursday event. It doesn't matter. The other thing is that is that there's a lot of other stuff to kind of talk about. Kelly, what is it? What is something in the magic world that is that is is something you would like to chat about, or something that's like, you know what? I want to I want to discuss this. Uh yeah. So the thing I want to discuss, I'm like nervous. No, um, I really like playing tournaments on MTG Melee. Um, and one of the things that has been super cool in the last couple of weeks or last couple of months or so is melee was given or organized. I don't really know the details, so don't quote me on how I'm phrasing it, but there are now tournaments on melee that are getting invites to the set championship through melee, as opposed to directly through wizards. And this has created one, a ton of PTQs to play in uh, one, at least every weekend, if not more than one. Um, but what it also has created is an environment of many different types of tournament organizers. Um, and since I do love playing Magic, um, especially when the price tag is a little lower uh, than the, the classic uh, Moto PTQs and Super PTQs, which are you know thirty tickets, forty tickets, fifty tickets, etc., these ones are you know five bucks, eight bucks, seven fifty, whatever. Sometimes as high as twenty dollars, but you know not not anything crazy. Um, they're really fun to play in. Uh, I do tend to take them less seriously. That's probably an internal flaw um, because, you know, they're kind of fun to just play a silly deck. But what it does create is a pretty good environment on how to compare and contrast against your experiences. Um, and since I do play a lot of them, <laughs> I have a variety of experiences. Um, and so my kind of like, oh, you know, what are you thinking about today is I'm thinking about as much as I love variety and as much as I love opportunity and, and tons of different tournaments, um, I <laughs> classically law feel good. Caroline um, would love to know or to hear or expecting to see, um, is there any sort of unified expectations when a tournament organizer hosts a, an event that qualifies for a set championship, which I will call PTQ for the rest of this conversation don't at me. You um, and everybody else will. <laughs> and yeah, I, I'm legitimately curious if there should be unified rules. Um, and, and and I'll give some examples. So some things that fluctuate between tournament organizers are uh, uh, IDs, intentional draws. Um, in paper tournaments, they just happened because there's no deterministic time at the end. Like there, Sorry, there is a deterministic time of the end of the round. Um, so the draws happen and therefore when draws happen, you also allow like naturally so do intentional draws. I find them kind of linked. I don't really like if you can do one or the other. I don't know. Um, the other thing that came up or that I experienced was timed rounds versus using the arena timer. Most uh, melee organizers at this point at two years in have discovered that it is better and less stressful to just let the arena timer determine the result of a match. Um, which yes, can result in a longer round here or there, uh, but it is fairly stressful for the player who struggled to connect with their opponent for five, 10 minutes 
then went into a long match, but then was told while playing it's actually a draw. Um, that's pretty stressful. Um, and then on top of that, I was hearing things of like, you could share your board state and then the judge would rule who won. Also <laughs> stressful. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, so also, it's really standardized the ways in which we can do all these things. So right. Like, uh, so, okay. So interestingly enough, obviously any tournament you play in is not always standardized, right? Like there's different formats that you play in. Um, but there are certain things about a tournament that's always the same. For example, in a paper tournament, you always tend to sit in an assigned seat. Um, you tend to sign something at the end of the match or fill in a form at the end of the match. Like there are just consistencies. They print a player's list. Um, and these are all silly things. These are obviously, of course, they're going to be the same as everyone's thinking in their head. But when you play a melee tournament, you don't know things that you think you would know. Intentional draws is one of them. It's something that generally what happens is the tournament organizer doesn't A, realize they exist or B, realize that they don't exist. Like they don't think of the alternative. So they just run the way they're used to. And the player who has played in a lot of these tournaments thinks the opposite. They're like, oh, well, every, you know, every SCG never does intentional draws. So what do you mean there's intentional draws? Like it's, we're just not good at communicating our norms. What I think is normal is not what the tournament organizer thinks is normal. And we're, we don't communicate it till we're in the middle of a match stressed out about it and it's hard to know sometimes like could you imagine like like nicole could you imagine going to a paper tournament and all of a sudden like thinking something was the way things were ran and then all of a sudden realizing oh that wait you don't do it this way or you do it this different way like that yeah, that like, like like imagine putting your deck you know when you put it i put mine on the right side i always put my deck on the right side and i draw my hand imagine that there's just suddenly a rule where you're supposed to put on your left side but you didn't know that's how i sort of feel about some of these melee tournaments um and <laughs> so so that was like I'm skirting around an issue. There was, you know, there was an issue in a tournament this weekend where someone, there was a rule that said you had to stream when requested and they couldn't stream their match on discord and they got disqualified from the tournament for not being able to do the rule. The rule was clearly laid out. It's not like one of these hidden things, but whether or not the rule should be allowed or should have been in the parameters of the tournament organizer is a question I have. That's what I'm asking here is like, what can a tournament organizer set and what can they not set? Yeah, um, and, and does that fall on melee? Does that fall on? Do we need a new, like, MTR or whatever they're called, like the rules document? Do we need like a new tournament organizer one? Like, I don't know. No, I, I a lot of questions. I think it would be good to have some sort of like standardized like guidelines that like these are the things that you need to set rules for. Like, whenever you go, there's a reason that every time you you go to a tournament, what's the first thing that happens? A players meet it. They sit down. They go, okay. Tardy rules. I've seen tardy rules be zero and ten. I've seen them be three and ten. I've seen them tardy be, rules. You know, is like a freaking great point. Like, yes, you really don't know what they are in melee. They're so confusing. no idea. And the thing is, like, they're ju it's it just needs to be communicated, and it needs to be communicated clearly. And just because something is also stated doesn't mean that it can't be um, overridden in the ways of like tardy rules. Like, I've definitely had times where I've you know, gone to the end of the round and been like, oh God, the next round's going to be up in like five minutes, but I really need to use the restroom. And you get a judge and you go, hey, judge, I need to use the restroom. And they go, sorry, you still have to be in your seat on time. No, you know, like, but, but that's, that's not the rules. But the rules no. are, yes, go to the restroom. And just right. come but back. the thing is like, if you, if there are extenuating circumstances, then you don't have to be on time for the round. If there are extenuating circumstances, you shouldn't have to stream your match. Like there are extenuating circumstances like, right. and that a judge needs to recognize that. So whether or not there's judges, what level are they? Who's on staff? There's 256 players and, and there's one judge handling 128 matches. That's insane. You know, like, so I do really want to fill in with, with current sorry. information. No, no, I just want just everyone to be on the same page. This tournament organizer did make an announcement today, reflecting a lot of the changes that people have talked about over the last couple of days. Um, and one of them being that they will adjust the rule if you can't, like, you must stream in Discord when possible was the rule that they added. So this will not happen again. They did not, you know, die on their sword saying, no, we were in the right. Like, they clearly recognized they were in the wrong. They need to adjust. That's fine. That's really not, like, I, there's a lot that I could talk about individually this tournament. What I, and I think Nicole is getting at is, like, where are you going to provide a document that says, here's how you set up a tournament? Like, yeah. when we organize right. the VML, there's, like, 47 things that we have to, assigned to make sure it gets done 
Yeah. Right. And one of them is setting out like, what are the rules going to be? What are the prizes going to be? What are the, you know, description of the tournament? Like all this you stuff. Ha- you have a standard operating procedure. Right. And we've done right. it six, six times. So we have, we don't even really have, we have a document. We, we don't look at it anymore because <laughs> we've done it a million times, but yes. we do have a list of like what to do. And what my question is, this is a new world we're living in, like melee handing out invites. And I don't know the back end, so again, be really careful. Don't quote me on this. I don't know how people applied to melee to get it or what wizard said to melee, but more like it is clear that they had the invite to give to people. Mm-hmm. And what went along with that? I don't know if there wasn't just a hidden document that this tournament organizer didn't follow. I don't know. <laughs> um, but if there isn't a guideline set or a what I call it work, a standard operating procedure, an <laughs> SOP, if there isn't one, should there be one? And whose responsibility is it? Is it and wizards that- to say here, this is how all of our tournaments should be run? Is it melee? Is it the individual organizers to say, you know, take some time and think about how they're going to run their yeah. tournament? I don't know. But it's but- it's important because you have an SOP to COA, which that's always, that's always what we say. You have an SOP to COA, which is cover your, ah. cover your arms. <laughs> Like I have an SOP. So that's what we always talk about. It's like, Hey, what should we do about this? Just to make sure that we're going to see a way like that's going to be always kind of something about that. Cover our, cover our our girl. But you're right. I think if there's, if there's one thing to take from it, like it's, it's a very positive thing that a tournament organizer listened to feedback, made changes. And, and it seems that everything is going to be a little like everything that they're going to do is going to be a little bit better because of that feedback. It would be great if they didn't have to make those changes and have that feedback in the first place because they had some higher decree of how they should run things. Right. And and I think a really big caveat is not everyone's happy yet because unfortunately, I don't know if you've ever stepped into Magic Twitter, not everyone has the same opinion. So the people that spoke up and said, I don't like this thing, in this case, it was actually about draws, suggested intentional draws, which the majority of Magic players that I know don't like intentional draws. So now this tournament organizer is like, well, the, you know, this person spoke first, they want IDs, so we're going to allow them. When everyone else is like, wait, whoa, whoa, we don't want IDs, what the heck? So it really shouldn't come down to a Twitter conversation. It should come down to a resource for these tournament organizers, whether it's a Discord with other tournament organizers or, you know, some sort of forum where they can just say like, I'm running an event. What are some things that I that people don't know about? Like what? how to start, how to start the round. There was what one round need. where they said pairings are up, and everyone's flooding melee, refreshing. It's they're not up, and it just bogs melee down because it's not ready, and they forgot to press publish or whatever. It's not a big deal, but these are little right. things. It's like little boot camps. They need a turn. We need a button bootcamp. in the game client and an MTG melee that's just ask judge, and it's like a it's like a Microsoft Clippy that just shows up. <laughs> And just be like, hey, I hear you have a rules infraction. Want some help? <laughs> Clippy is out of work right now, right? So Yeah, right. <laughs> so he needs, you know, Clippy needs something to do. So you can sit there and be like, Clippy, I'm sorry. Uh, my opponent was was more than three minutes late to my match. What do I do? Well, that's a, okay. That's a game loss is what that's going to be. We're going to move on to the game number two now. You can't sideboard. <laughs> and I think that like, yeah, no, just watch that. Just All watch right. what Watsy makes an automated, an automated judge to describe these things. As yes, long Nicole. as you voice it. That's my money? only thing. Is this, is this a million dollar idea? <laughs> this would be great. Like sitting there being like, excuse what was the declared name? Borborygmos? <laughs> <laughs> Which one? It doesn't matter. It still works. No, it doesn't work. That was the ruling. Yeah. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. We're was, angle, sh- yeah. We're angle shooting. Which angle? That was like I, the, the humpus wumpus. You ever hear yeah. that story? The deep joke. Okay. Let's yeah, play. that was a, that was a deep cut for that one. <laughs> on that one, you get you get the deep cuts of magic rulings all over the place. My goodness. <laughs> I think that's a great. I think that's a great thing to bring up. And I think as as the world is still in the state that it, it's in, and even when things maybe. Uh, come back to to more normalcy, but it, there's always going to be online com- competitions in this way. And and MTG Melee is a really awesome resource. It's a great way to kind of play online competitive magic. Uh, the more we play it, the more there's kind of a need to have some standardization in how things are run. I was going to say I live in a province, but then you just kept talking and the joke wasn't really <laughs> relevant anymore. <laughs> so I didn't. Uh, so now it brings us joke. on to our next topic, the history of provinces in Canada. <laughs> oh no. Name yeah. name a province in Canada Saskatchewan? that is not 
Oh, okay. Good job. I did a report I, on Canada oh, when I was when I was cute. in grade school. Yeah. What's the go. capital of Saskatchewan? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> that's what is the Google capital? Help. Of, uh, no, the Clippy. capital. Is, Clippy help. <laughs> yeah, the capital of Saskatchewan is you. You betcha. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, uh, no, no, no. I know this. I know this. Uh, capital of Saskatchewan is. It's something regal. Um, <laughs> it is something regal. Print, prince? Starts no, it's R. like... Uh, re, re, rise, rise with Regina? <laughs> like Regina? Regina? Yeah. yeah. No, I had to make... I had to make like a plaster of Paris like mold of Saskatchewan and like talk about all the things Saskatchewan does and here's the population and all these other Why? stuff. Why? Wait, you did a, a presentation on specifically is, Saskatchewan? Is Nebraska yeah, so, secretly in Canada? Yes. I think it might be. We're secretly, we're secret Canadians. New magic card, secret Canadians. <laughs> we can never find it's Nebraska where we flip, talk about. It's a morph flip card that like, just like when it, when it flips over, it says, sorry. And just like, that's all it does. But, and then it can block anything like that kind of thing. It's like, oh, sorry. Oops, I gotta sorry. Block it. Oops, sorry. It's no, we had this neither here nor there, but we ever, you either got one of the 50 states or you got a province of Canada. Like that's what you had to report on. And I got, I got, I got Saskatchewan of Canada. And I don't know how to speak Canadian, Canadian. That's so cute. So that's how, that's how that goes. <laughs> Thanks crazy. elementary school in fifth grade. Appreciate you. <laughs> and we appreciate all of our listeners for listening to this ridiculousness that we've just been going on for, for the better part of 56 minutes, uh, probably 55 minutes. Cause I had to probably cut the first minute and a half. No, due to nothing no you're keeping it. <laughs> yeah. That's real good podcast material. There is like the podcast starts. Our like, appreciate. And it's just laughs and nothing but dead. <laughs> Wait, air we, have a we, have we do. Yeah, yeah we do. Know. Who are you, Nick? Jeez. Come on. <laughs> right? people. I don't listen to our podcast. Who's I'm here. This is nuts. This is nuts. But what isn't nuts? Brasky, is, did yes. you know that Nicole's name has been Nick all this whole time? Because <laughs> I didn't. You can find our podcast and on Twitter at fam underscore podcast. You can also leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform you listen to, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, or any of the other awesome places that you find podcasts at. I don't know. What are they? You need to let us know on Twitter at fam underscore podcast. You can also find the rest of my co-hosts doing awesome things around the internet. Like, for instance, Caroline, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at <laughs> Mighty Linguini. <laughs> you can find me on Twitch slash The Mighty Linguini. And you can find me on Instagram at The Mighty Linguini. Uh, that's all. That's the only. Did you forget you one? Could... No. I feel like you did. No, I did, didn't. Did you do Twitter? I did. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> In my Twitter at Mighty Linguini. That's that's it. Nicole, as I smile at you with my Midwestern <laughs> threatening nature, where can people find you doing magic things? Doing magic things. You can find me on Twitter at Lady of the Crease. Um. And it's off season for the VML right now, so I'm not doing that at the moment. But you could also, if you're going to SCG Philly, you can find me there and come say hi, because that would be fabulous. Darn tootin'. Can you sign and my Karns? Yeah. Absolutely. Can Ooh, you sign, sign my Car Karns? Can you sign my Caroline uh, champion Token? tokens? Yeah. Yes. Even better. I need some arboreal grazers for Caroline to sign as well. And if I do oh, that, yes. I'll be sure to post about it on my I've own Twitter. I've shadow signed some arboreal grazers before. They look yes. good. Shadow sign. That's a new magic card. It's the Shadow two sign. like like oh, you do like one. metallic signature and then you yeah. do like bold sharpie on top. I like that. I want to know more about it. Maybe you can tweet at me at Brasky eleven forty two, where you can find me on both Twitter and Twitch if you want to do those things. Of course, again, find us at fam underscore podcast to let us know what you think. What's your completed versions of stuff? What's your topic of magic you want to talk about? Do you just want to yell at a cloud? Just tweet at us for those big things as well. But when you do those, we'll be sure to come back at you and talk about it all next week. See you then. Bye-bye. Bye. that up there for a while for you to laugh at. <laughs>
So we can bookend it with laughter. It's ended as it began in yes. chaos. <laughs> and full Perfect. circle. Full circle. That's what we needed.